Faith, Hope and Love, episode 214, the fourth Sunday of Lent, year A. This weekend we hear the wonderful psalm that has brought so much comfort and strength in times of difficulty. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me along the right paths. He preserves my soul. In addition, we have the amazing incident of our Lord healing the blind man and the experts in the law refusing to accept what is right in front of them. This is a profound call for us to be aware of any spiritual blindness our willfulness can cause. The Lord has come to shine his light of love, truth and healing upon the world and he invites us to stand on the right side of history. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Oh God, my helper from above My tongue shall ring out songs of your great love Far and wide and through the stormy weather Now and forever Create in me, O Lord, a humble contrite spirit With truth in blessings name though never part While I rest with open arms Teach me your love And I will sing of hope Rejoice, Jerusalem, and all who love her. Be joyful, all who were in mourning. Exult and be satisfied at her consoling breast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone, we're coming together as God's family, as brothers and sisters in Christ on this fourth Sunday of Lent. With confidence, let us ask the Father's forgiveness, for we know he is full of gentleness and compassion. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray for devotion and faith. O 
O God, who through your word reconcile the human race to yourself in a wonderful way, grant, we pray, that with prompt devotion and eager faith, the Christian people may hasten toward the solemn celebrations to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Samuel. Chapter 16, verses 1, 6 to 7 and 10 to 13. The Lord said to Samuel, Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. When the sons of Jesse came, Samuel looked upon Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is now before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as the human sees. The human looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. Jesse sent and brought David in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. The Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. The Word of the Lord The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Fresh and green are the pastures where he gives me repose. Near restful waters he leads me to revive my drooping spirit. He guides me along the right path, he is true to his name. If I should walk in the valley of darkness, no evil would I fear. You are there with your crook and your staff, with these you give me comfort. You have prepared a banquet for me in the sight of my foes. My head you have anointed with oil. My cup is overflowing. Surely goodness and kindness shall follow me all the days of my life. In the Lord's own house shall I dwell for ever and ever. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Chapter 5, verses 8 to 14. Brothers and sisters, once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. 
for it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it is said, Sleeper, awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. The Word of the Lord Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I am the light of the world, says the Lord. Whoever follows me will have the light of life. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Chapter 9, verses 1 to 41. As Jesus walked along, he saw a blind man from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then the man who was blind went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbours and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, no, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, then how were your eyes opened? He answered, the man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, He is a prophet. They did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but we do not know how it is that he now sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age, he will speak for himself. 
His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, who had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered, I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Here is an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and are you trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this, and they said to him, Surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now that you say, We see, your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. Many of you might remember the old Royal Brisbane Hospital. It stood where the new high-tech building stands now in Brisbane, opposite the showgrounds. I remember visiting relatives at the old Royal Brisbane Hospital as they recovered from surgery. Back in the original days, there was a wonderful long open balcony where patients would be wheeled out to sit in the sun because of the benefits of getting a bit of sun as an important part of healing. The new building sadly dispensed with this pleasing aspect. This little bit of history reminds me of the teaching in this weekend's second reading. The light of Christ casts away all darkness. And it not only shows up any flaws or faults, but it also shines its healing light upon our wounds. The image is a powerful and positive one. Back in the days of our Lord, local merchants had their little stalls that would line the streets. Each one inside a little booth covered with a shade cloth. A wise customer, when attempting to buy some fine silk or other precious items, would take the product outside the entrance of the shop and hold it up to the sunlight, so that any flaws or damage could easily be revealed, which would be invisible to the eye in a darkened booth. 
This same wisdom is applied by Christ, who is the divine light, who scatters the darkness of sin and death. It's powerful and deeply reassuring. We Christians are encouraged by St. Paul to be like children of light, for that is what we are. Put away all the works of darkness, and a sign of being a child of light shining through our actions. For he says, the effects of the light are seen in complete goodness, right living and truth. The actions of people living as children of the light are completely inconsistent with the futile works of darkness. We witness to the light of Christ shining in our hearts by our actions and attitudes, which contrast sharply with the ways of secrecy, shame and darkness. The things which are done in secret are things that often people are ashamed even to speak of. Sunlight exposes flaws, but sunlight also has a medicinal value too. As we've mentioned, it's healing qualities for killing off the bad by opening up the wounds to sunlight. So our Christian path is not only about avoiding the exposure of our sins to be embarrassed or condemned, but also more positively, it's to bring about healing and spiritual and moral resilience. I love that first reading. It reminds us that God is primarily concerned with what is within, not merely outward appearances. God judges by the heart and not by the externals. Look at that wonderful scene where God asks the prophet Samuel to anoint the future king as successor to King Saul. He visits Jesse and looks at each of the brothers in turn. The older brothers all look strong and tall and imposing, but none of them are acceptable to God. God judges from the heart. They eventually run out of brothers until Samuel finds out that the youngest and least likely one is not there. He's been overlooked. He's out looking after the sheep. The youngest son David is called in and chosen by God. God chooses and anoints David and not any of his brothers. The oil is poured over his head as a sign of God's choice and commissioning, of setting him aside for this important work. He's not made king there and then. He actually just goes back to his shepherding work. But God has already chosen and anointed him for the future. Note also that although God chooses from what is in the heart and not just the outward appearances, nevertheless we're told in this passage that David still has a fine bearing. Being someone who's engaging to others, appealing and can draw people to oneself is also an important value of a leader but also inside, innocence, godliness, righteousness. Later in this same chapter, he's described to King Saul as a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well and is fine-looking, and the Lord is with him. All these qualities from within are very important. And then in the wonderful gospel, there's a fascinating series of encounters. It's really quite beautiful and amusing in some ways, if not sad. Our Lord cures a blind man on the Sabbath. This leads to a ridiculous argument of questioning from the religious authorities. They question the once blind man, and when he answers them honestly, they don't want to hear his answer, and they throw him out, saying, Why would we listen to you? You're a sinner. Which begs the question. They're the ones asking him the question. They are clearly able to see that he is cured. But quite obviously, they're spiritually blind and don't even know it. There's a very fitting saying that says, There are none who are so blind as they who will not see. 
meaning of course understanding cannot be forced on someone who chooses to remain in ignorance. Also a very similar saying you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink. Again it's so important for us to realize that this incident is not in the Gospels to tell us how stubborn and willfully blind and stubbornly spiritually deaf people were 2,000 years ago. We too are quite capable of hearing without listening and looking without seeing. Refusing to be challenged or to change when the light is shone on our own faults or areas that need growth. The man who was cured meets Jesus again. Or actually, beautifully, Jesus searches for him and finds him again. The cured man has a wonderful openness of heart and mind. And he says to the Lord, Let me know who this Son of Man is, so that I can believe in him. I want to believe. Just show him to me. And Jesus says to him, You are looking at him. It is I. This man was open and ready. He did not say to our Lord, Look, I'm old and I've been through enough. I don't want any more. I am too set in my ways to change, so this is as far as I go. No, he was ready and willing. As the writer Mark Twain once said very insightfully and very fitting for this gospel today, what gets us into trouble is not what we don't know, it's what we know for sure that just ain't so. Show us, Lord, and we will believe and we will worship you. Always open and go deeper and immerse us, Lord, into the light, fully into the light of Christ and the endless depths of Christ, who is the water of eternal life. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God, the Almighty Father, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us offer our prayers to God who guides us. For the Church, that its light may be a credible witness to the nations. Lord, hear us. For all the people of the world, that they will live in the light which only God can give. Lord, hear us. For those who are spiritually blind, that through the sacrament of penance they will receive the light of God's grace. Lord, hear us. For those who are ill, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For the faithful departed, 
that Christ will shine on them and give them eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God of light, guide us and grant our prayers, which we present through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Pray, my brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. We place before you with joy these offerings, which bring eternal remedy, O Lord, praying that we may both faithfully revere them and present them to you as is fitting for the salvation of all the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. By the mystery of the Incarnation, he has led the human race that walked in darkness into the radiance of the faith and has brought those born in slavery to ancient sin through the waters of regeneration to make them your adopted children. Therefore all creatures of heaven and earth sing a new song in adoration, and we with all the hosts of angels cry out and without end acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. To you, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and Apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants, for whom we now pray. And all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you, for them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all who are dear to them 
for the redemption of their souls in hope of health and well-being and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. And in communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of God and our Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogenus, John and Paul, Cosmas and Damien, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers, in all things we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, generously accept this oblation of our service, that of your whole family. Order our days in your peace, and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable, so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his almighty Father, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands, and once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the Blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty, from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased, O Lord, to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance and to accept them, as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel, the just, the sacrifice of Abraham, our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer we ask you, Almighty God, Command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high, in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us, who through this participation at the altar, receive the most holy body and blood 
of your Son and may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ, a place of refreshment, light and peace. To us also, your servants, who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share and fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death, gave life to the world, free me, by this your most holy body and blood, from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments, and never let me be parted from you. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy to enter under your roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ keep me safe to eternal life. Amen.
The Lord anointed my eyes. I went, I washed, I saw, and I believed in God. Let us pray. O God, who enlighten everyone who comes into this world, illuminate our hearts, we pray, with the splendour of your grace, that we may always ponder what is worthy and pleasing to your majesty and love you in all sincerity. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for taking time to listen to God's word and to praise God for his goodness and wonderful care. I hope you have a wonderful week. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Look upon those who call to you, O Lord, and sustain the weak. Give life by your unfailing light to those who walk in the shadow of death and bring those rescued by your mercy from every evil to reach the highest good. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Reverend Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Lenten Hymn, Have Mercy, inspired by Psalm 50. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged with additional lyrics and sung by Stephen Kelk, 2020. Production by K.E.R. May God bless and keep you.